On this week's gameplay pod, the gaming news continues throughout the summer and Xbox start gearing up for what is a massive month for Microsoft, uh, with demos incoming and launch details for the Series X. But before we move on, we've got some current gen titles as well, with Cyberpunk and Avengers both showing strongly. And welcome to episode 13 of the Gameplay Pod. Uh, yeah, lucky 13, lucky for you. Uh, well, no, lucky for someone not massively lucky in terms of content this week. It's uh, been a fairly quiet week, um, but there's a bit going on and um, some good uh, rumours and tidbits coming through, so we'll cover those in a moment. Uh, my name is Giles Nicholson. I am Giles Wentwist on Twitter, uh, Xbox Live and PSN, so feel free to give me a follow, always up for chatting games and the games industry. Uh, And with that said, let's get on with this week's news. Okay, so the first thing to note is probably that it is still very much the summer of uh, streamed game events. Uh, We have had IGN's Summer of Gaming, and that finished earlier in this week. Um, which brought us a number of announcements and uh, interviews and, and, you know, kind of mixed in just for me. Um, they didn't seem to have anything massive, um, but they did really well, I think, in kind of showcasing a lot of the sorts of games that um, would get some attention at E3 or Gamescon and would otherwise have slipped under the radar. So, you know, really pleased they did it. It felt to me like uh, a bit of a B-show. Um, and obviously the uh, PlayStation reveal um, was one of, I think, a few um, big kind of events that we'll also either have seen or will see coming up soon. Um, And speaking of soon, uh, not so big, but um, one event that's always in my diary uh, is on 11th of July, so in about a week's time based on recording, um, it's the Devolver Digital event, um, so certainly not one of the big guns in the uh, games industry, but one of the most uh, entertaining uh, um, press conferences always at E3, and um, I'm sure the digital event is going to be just as fun. Um, they, if you haven't seen the Devolver event, they have a, a gory and hugely weird um, kind of story that's been running through their events over the last few years. Um, and it's yeah, it's well worth a watch. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you used to catch uh, when you came back from the pub on uh, sort of ITV Late or Channel Four, I think, um, back in the day. But um, yeah, worth a watch, um, not least just because of the it's usually sort of barking. Um, but also, I'm really interested in the Devolver event because one of the games that I saw, I can't remember if it was even, it might have even been 2018, but a previous E3, uh, which is due out this summer, is Fall Guys. Uh, and I'm hoping that we get a and it's out now um, event because it's always been due for this summer or it's been dated this summer for the last few times I've seen anything about it Uh, and if you don't know anything about Fall Guys I just want to really give it a profile um, for anyone listening because it's it just looks like a whole heap of fun Um, it's essentially you know another of those sort of um, almost battle royale kind of elimination um, concepts, um, but for much more based around the Takeshi's Castle and Wipeout 
um, sort of model. So really colourful, fun games, navigating your little guy, uh, your full guy, I guess, uh, through all these kind of weird and stupid obstacle courses with loads of others uh, around as well. Um, it just looks like great fun. I am not in on the beta or the test or whatever they called it uh, that's been running, so I don't know how it plays, but it just, ever since I first saw it, seems really like my sort of thing, you know, a really nice little dumb, turn off the brain, quick, fun, uh, and accessible game, you know. Uh, I'm put off a lot of, as uh, anyone who listens to the podcast regularly uh, will know, I'm kind of put off the, the competitive shooters online just because I find, first of all, I'm not very good at them, um, partly through lack of talent, partly through lack of application. But um, I find that and just the general, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that go, comes around them in terms of the, the, the discourse over chat, uh, just doesn't really appeal to me. Um, whereas uh, something like this, you know, essentially a party game, but, you know, where the game in itself is just looks a lot of fun um don't think you're going to need to know the people you're playing in fact probably better that you don't um and you know just short sharp colorful bursts of, of gameplay so i'm well up for that and uh, yeah very much hoping to play that one soon but the other big announcement uh of an event coming soon uh, we knew that Xbox was going to have their big first party event at some point in July. Uh, and just this week we heard that they're actually going to be running a, a kind of demo week um, as part of Jeff Keighley's Summer of Game Fest. Uh, so that's running from Tuesday the 21st of July to Monday the 27th. And those dates I thought were kind of interesting and we'll come back to that in a second. Um, but yeah, this this demo event, it's um, there's a really good, uh, if you've not seen it, there's a really good blog post on Xbox Wire worth checking out. But essentially it looks like what Xbox are trying to do, what Microsoft are trying to do, is kind of replicate the show floor demos that um, attendees at places like E3 and Gamescom would have got to play, uh, but doing this online. Um, so that's fantastic, you know, if you've always been curious about getting along to one of these big um, gaming conferences and never quite gone, um, this would be a great way to try out some new games. And um, I think, again, it sort of plays to what Xbox have been saying for a while about trying to do things a bit differently this year um, with the opportunity for, um, you know, the opportunities that all this horrific uh, fallout from COVID have given us um, to, yeah, reach more people with their demos. So um, these are going to be demos of new games. They've highlighted that they're not necessarily going to be highly polished. They could be really early in development, uh, but exactly the sort of things that you would have got to experience on the show floor at uh, E3 or Gamescom, as they say. Um, and most of them, I think they've said some might persist or go to a sort of more uh, formal sort of demo channel, but most of them are going to go. So uh, yeah, get those dates in your diary, Tuesday 21st of July through to Monday 27th. Uh, and if you've got an Xbox One of any description, uh, you'll be able to download and play uh, all kinds of upcoming Xbox games. And when I said about the date, I think those dates are telling. Now, um, the rumour or the sort of uh, leak that I think 
Video Game Central, one of the, uh, apologies for not crediting them, one of the sites has said they think Microsoft's event is on the 23rd uh, of July. Um, but I find that really weird that it would be during the demo week. Uh, I think it's much more likely that the event would be Monday the 20th. Uh, it just makes sense to me that Microsoft come out with a big uh, conference. Monday seems like a great day. I mean, usually I think they run on the Sunday night before E3, but then it dives straight into, you know, show floor, I think, the next morning. So I expect them to do something similar. It would make sense to me. I've got no insider information at all, but it would make sense to me that if their demo week is the 21st, Tuesday, um, if that's when it starts, then, um, yeah, I'm pegging their event for Monday the 20th. And that would mean... Uh, that we've got just over two weeks. I mean, the maximum we've got is three weeks, um, or three and a half, but we've got just over two weeks then until we see what Microsoft have in store. Um, they've already told us that we're going to get some Halo Infinite uh, content. Uh, I can't remember if they've specifically said gameplay, but if that game, uh, as they say it is, is coming out this autumn, this fall, um, then, yeah, we've really got to see some gameplay and hopefully a really deep dive into Halo Infinite. That will be very exciting. Uh, and I'm sure they've got a few other things to talk about too. Uh, so, yeah, I am going to put my money on Monday the 20th of July for this announcement. And um, after a really, really good um, PlayStation 5 reveal uh, from Sony, I think, a, and a pretty disappointing um, third party event from uh, Microsoft back in May, and then pretty much radio silence in June, apart from a few blog posts. Um, yeah, huge amount riding on this event from Microsoft. So uh, tune in, I would say, either way, if you're interested in seeing what Microsoft have up their sleeve, um, that's one, one reason to, be, uh, to, to get on that stream whenever it happens that week. But also, if you you know if you don't think uh, if you're not a sort of Microsoft fan, if you're more of a you know loyal to the Sony and the PlayStation, um, I think it's well worth jumping on that feed either way because it will be fascinating. It will really set the tone, I think, for next gen. Um, and if you're a gamer, really, you know, you should be vying for you should be um, shouting for both. Uh, consoles to be successful because competition just really really helps keep both companies on top of their game so um, yeah I'm uh, really curious what they have in store uh, and we won't have long to wait. Now I mentioned um, potentially other games at that event and the two that sort of jump out at the moment um, are uh, the Fable long 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 um, rumoured uh, Fable remake, uh, which is apparently um, in development at Playground Games, makers of Forza Horizon series. Um, that's been talked about now. Uh, I think IGN described it as an open secret, so they're obviously really confident it is happening. Um, and uh, the rumours certainly uh, are not uh, hurt at all by the fact that uh, Microsoft recently uh, 
registered a Fable Twitter handle. Uh, and I think also re, uh, you know, renewed a, a trademark for Fable. So it really feels to me like Fable is coming. And as a big fan of the first two games in particular, um, it's not that I wasn't a fan of the third one, I just haven't actually gotten to it yet, which is kind of shameful, but um, I've heard it's a slightly different beast, so I haven't been rushing to that one. Um, but yeah, a big fan of the first few games, and just someone who wants to see the, the Microsoft uh, first person, sorry, first party portfolio um, really grow and start to take on um, the Playstations. Again, mainly for competition reasons. Um, I think Fable is a massive, um, could be a massive uh, re release um, for um, the new Xbox. So yeah, keep tuned for that one, but it sounds pretty likely. At the same time, the other um, Twitter handle that got registered was Perfect Dark Game, which, uh, you know, we've just passed the 20-year anniversary. Uh, I was um, thinking and kind of hoping that they might use that as a, a time to announce, but they didn't. Um, but generally, you know, again, rumours have been fairly strong that um, the initiative, uh, Microsoft's new, um, you know, I think they call it Quad A or you know Triple A. They're they're really top level uh, new studio that they've um, they've started. Um, lots of rumours that they're working on a Perfect Dark reboot, remake, uh, some kind of reimagining. Perhaps it's definitely got a re in it uh, if it's Perfect Dark because it's been a long time since Perfect Dark Zero, um, and longer still since the original Perfect Dark, which is the one that quite rightly people have um, you know hold uh, close to their hearts um, but yeah so those two uh, those two pieces of information suggest that we might well have um, solid info on both Fable and Perfect Dark joining the announced information on Halo and I'm sure you know lots of other things that Microsoft have uh, to share this month so not long to wait uh, and really rounding out, I think, um, Microsoft Stable, if they did bring those two games through. Uh, they've acquired a huge number of studios uh, over the last uh, few years and some really good ones. So, you know, Obsidian is, is uh, right up there. Um, and it just means, I think, that we're going to finally get um, a decent portfolio of games uh, and a regular cadence as well of games on Microsoft's uh, systems. Uh, to match the brilliant games that are on Sony PlayStation, or at least compete with them, and that's, uh, as I say, good for everyone. And staying on Microsoft, just I thought again, um, fascinating. Um, not uh, still rumours at this point, but they sound pretty solid, um, and reported by uh, reputable places like The Verge. Um, but the uh, sort of talk of, of a second next-gen Microsoft console is not going away. And, um, you know, initially when uh, Microsoft said consoles, they had next-generation consoles in plan, um, that uh, after some time it sort of died off really. The, the talk of that died off and all the focus was on uh, what became Series X. Um, and I thought potentially, okay, then maybe they've pivoted um, and, you know, could see why. It's going to be very hard to, to sort of explain a position to people, I think, two consoles at launch. However, 
um, the more that the kind of rumours and information uh, start to ramp up again now, the more it really feels like it is that we are going to see two next generation Xboxes. Um, and, you know, by all indications, those are both going to be launched um, this year. And if that's the case, um, you know, putting this clear distinction between the Series X and whatever uh, the codename Lockhart becomes, I think, uh, again, IGN keep talking about Series S, uh, which makes sense if you've uh, followed the Xbox One years. Um, but yeah, this, this lower powered version, uh, I, and I think a lot of people have been curious how it's going to fit into the, the portfolio really. Um, you know, people upgrading for next gen, uh, are obviously going to be interested and, and be looking at the Series X and it's all its power. Um, if they're if they're going down the Microsoft route, um, and then people like me who've already got maybe a One X, um, I wondered if you know if it's going to be at all tempting really to upgrade to something um, which is clearly you know below the top level of, of the new system. However, you know the latest information I've seen, which is really really interesting, uh, is again reported by Tom at the Verge. Uh, is that Lockhart has the same CPU as uh, Series X, no disk drive, so it's going to be all digital, um, and also is capable of hardware accelerated ray tracing. So um, although the big com compromise really, apart from that disk drive, is in terms of resolution, so the idea that Lockhart could target a similar, if not identical, experience as Series X in terms of um, you know, the CPU power could play everything that uh, Series X could and feature the ray tracing and presumably things like their auto HDR um, technology, which looks amazing to me. Um, but just targeting a, a 1080p resolution. Um, and that is really, really interesting because uh, I don't know about you guys, I, um, I own a 4K TV, a sort of fairly decent one, not a, not a brilliant OLED, I uh, wish I could. Um, and it's not capable of high frame rates or variable frame rates, so it loses some of what um, the Series X could um, deliver. Um, but it's also got some pretty good built-in upscaling. Uh, and for the last few months, uh, due to COVID, I've been uh, living at a flat instead of my house. Um, I won't go into that one, it's a very long story, but one for another day. Um, but because of that, I've got quite used to, to gaming uh, on a 1080p um, screen and you know decent screen, not fantastic. Um, but I, I, you know, I definitely uh, I'm a fan of kind of seeing games at their best. But you know, if the pricing, if it was half the price, or if there was a massive, massive difference between the two, I'd be really interested um, in Lockhart as it stands. And I think really for me, the biggest um, negative would probably be the disk drive um, rather than the 1080p target. So yeah, I'm really curious and I'm really curious how Microsoft um, pitched this, uh, what the differential in price is, um, and also if there's any other compromises. And if not, um, it's a harder decision than I thought it would be. I, I did not think I would be at all tempted by Lockhart. Um, but if I could say trade in the series, no, the Xbox One X, damn you Microsoft with your terrible naming. If I could trade in my One X for a Lockhart for a fairly small upgrade, 
um, for the time being anyway, you know, especially with the current economic conditions, um, and especially until I get back to my, my proper um, screen, um, yeah, I might well be tempted. Um, and you're not going to have to wait too long. So the uh, Lockhart apparently is going to be uh, detailed in August. So they're going to focus uh, this month on the games. Uh, quite right too. And then apparently August is uh, is the time where we're going to hear more about the Lockhart and presumably then get pricing for Series X Lockhart and release dates. That's uh, you know, lots of good th- good reasons why that would all come together. You know, Lockhart is going to be all about value at a good price. So, it, you know, if you're going to announce it, you need to say the price. You then need to make it clear the differential of price because people have got to make that decision. And uh, I think they need all that information to make the decision what machine they're going to go for, or if any. And again, versus uh, PlayStation, of course. Um, and then also date because you know if you're giving out the prices you're going to want to get people to start pre-ordering and it's uh, not that long away if you go from August through to you know rumored dates of October or November in terms of launch Um, so yeah it feels like uh, Xbox are going to give us uh, games this month and then loads more uh, hardware information next month and presumably again we're not far off learning from Sony um, when uh, PS5 is finally going to join us too. Right, and then final news from uh, Microsoft, they've been really busy this fortnight, um, is less positive. Um, certainly if you're uh, either a streamer on Mixer or you enjoy that platform. Uh, I'm neither, so I've got to be honest. Um, I, uh, I feel... Mostly, I feel quite connected with the gaming culture, but when it comes to streaming, I just do not get it. Or rather, I'm just really not interested in watching someone else uh, play. Um, I'm sure finding the right streamer, I would be. Um, but yeah, it's just not been for me. So I've, I use Mixer probably once every few months, and that is usually to uh, get some kind of nonsense, usually a different ship or sail or something in uh, Sea of Thieves uh, by watching the Inside Xbox stream. Um, and, you know, it's a good way, it's been a good way on the Xbox to watch, when it works, uh, a 4K stream of their events. Um, so for me, that's really all Mixer is, and otherwise it is a, uh, a tile that I've, or a blade or a whatever it is now, um, segment that I've managed to sort of sideline in my dashboard and very very happy to have done that um, but that's not taking away from people who have you know set up on Mixer as you know trying to run a business trying to make money um, and who had the news that Mixer is being closed and immediately uh, transitioned or rather streamers are going to be transitioned onto Facebook gaming now um, the fact that Microsoft didn't give um, streamers a heads up on this, I think, is, is pretty shady. Um, and, um, you know, it sounds like they are um, not forcing, certainly. I mean, they can't really, but also not really pushing um, streamers to move over to, to Facebook. Uh, they're, they're free to go wherever they want, including the, the big streamers like Ninja and Stroud that have, Microsoft paid a lot of money for. Um, they can go to Twitch if they if they choose to, um, but yeah, two things really. You know, closing Mixer. Uh, it sounds like from a business perspective, it was the right thing to do. 
Uh, I don't think it was, um, it doesn't look like it was done particularly well. Uh, and I think them uh, choosing uh, Facebook Gaming, which presumably, I mean, I'm, I can only guess that Microsoft uh, got some kind of uh, financial uh, reason to, um, or at least contractual reason to, to choose Facebook. Um, maybe it helps with Facebook integration for the next gen and it's a, it's a clever play by Microsoft. Maybe it was financial and uh, Facebook offered good terms. Um, but yeah, I mean, particularly right now, uh, Facebook's uh, sort of stock and reputation is so poor uh, and I think for good reason. Um, and I don't think associating yourself uh, directly or not with uh, with Facebook right now is a, is a good look for Microsoft. So um, sad news for anyone who uh, streamed or watched on Mixer. Um, bad news, I think, for Microsoft, particularly the timing of uh, kind of associating themselves with Facebook. Um, and I think then just generally, you know, it just shows that not all of these... Uh, you know, not all launches or uh, purchases work out um, for Microsoft. And um, yeah, they've had a run of, I think, really, really good PR over the last few years. Crossplay with uh, Game Pass, I think, has been well received and, and generally, you know, feeling quite consumer friendly. Um, this sort of thing really doesn't help them, I think, in uh, looking like the good guys. Uh, so the timing, I think, was also pretty uh, pretty unfortunate for them. Um, leaves a bit of a bad taste in people's mouths. And uh, again, I don't think you want to do that just now. And the big other thing that's happened in the last two weeks has been two massive current generation games uh, that have had big gameplay demos. Uh, so slightly different receptions for those two. So the first one uh, is uh, CD Projekt Red's uh, long-awaited Cyberpunk 2077, um, and that had a uh, yeah another big reveal, another big chunk of information, and another fairly lengthy uh, gameplay demo that we got to see, um, and. You know, as Cyberpunk ramps up to its launch, it to me looks really, really impressive. Um, I am interested in the world. I think it looks great. I love the flexibility, the customization, not just in character, which uh, you know looks pretty, uh, pretty flexible, um, but also in terms of the experience. You know, this four-hour section of game that uh, some journalists got to play. Um, and you could start in one of three kind of um, backgrounds. Um, so if you were, a, I think if you were a sort of corporate, you had this character background that started as a as a corporate person. Um, you start in the city with a you know certain set of uh, missions or certain um, yeah certain backgrounds, certain locations, certain uh, priorities. Uh, you could start as a a street rat essentially a, you know a street person who was uh, kind of trying to make their way through the city and uh, clearly you know you're mingling in slightly different uh, world there even if you're based in the same physical location um, and then there was a third option which I can't remember what it was uh, described as but where you started outside of uh, Night City itself um, and you know your first kind of objective was to was to make your way into the city and, and, and sneak in or rather you know get access uh, to the city um, and just shows really you know if you've got those three uh, sort of 
um, background, there's three scenarios that even at the start of the game, you know, you can play a really wildly different four hours. Um, and that's, excuse me, that's really interesting to me. I think um, I very rarely play, especially when it's a big game, I very rarely play it through multiple times. Uh, but this looks like the sort of game where, you know, those different playthroughs could be almost entirely different experiences. And, you know, for, for people looking for value, then that sounds phenomenal. Um, again, the feedback mostly, I think, was really positive because of the nature of where we are. I think uh, a lot of this uh, was done remotely. Um, and I think the biggest criticism I saw anyway was the uh, controls, particularly the driving sections, felt maybe a bit off, but there's time to tweak that. And also, uh, having played stuff like Forza Horizon on xCloud, I would say it's very easy for very marginal lag to um, make driving feel a bit off. Um, I, I play a fair bit of Forza on, on Xbox uh, directly on Series X, I know, One X. And playing it on uh, xCloud, it's, it feels very nearly good, but it's not very nearly that um, just feels a bit off and it does, I think, make it feel kind of sluggish. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was linked to the, um, the streaming experience of the testing over of the, um, of the journalist there. Um, so I don't think yet it's worth uh, getting too excited about that. And previews are previews, you know, things will be changed and ironed out before launch. Um, so yeah, Cyberpunk, I think the uh, the information we got, only for me anyway, increased my excitement for that game. And I'm looking forward to getting it, um, whether that's at launch or soon after. And particularly in the knowledge that then uh, you would uh, receive an upgrade to the next gen uh, kind of model or the next gen uh, enhancement uh, for that game. So yeah, very, very excited about Cyberpunk. Uh, the other game that got a, a lot of uh, featured uh, gameplay uh, was Marvel's Avengers. And I've got to say, I really, really want to like this game, but so far I have seen a whole lot on there. Um, I, as if you listen to, I think it might have even been last week or maybe the week before, I loved Spider-Man on PS4. Uh, I thought that was one of the best games I've played, certainly in the last few years. And um, it just really nailed that, that feeling of being a superhero. The swinging through, uh, through New York was fantastic, but also the set pieces I thought were really, really well done. And, you know, I started to think, oh, okay. If, uh, if the Avengers game can do anything like this, um, particularly with, uh, you know, weaving in those different characters, then, um, yeah, I got quite excited about that, actually. Um, but then seeing the, seeing the demo, seeing the information that came out on uh, Avengers this past week or so, um, it really just, I just, to me, it just didn't grab me. I mean, uh, I think it looks okay, uh, not fantastic. Um, again, you know, we'll we'll see what it looks like on next gen systems. I'm sure fairly soon, but um, it doesn't to me hold a candle anywhere close to something like Spider Man or some of the um, really phenomenal looking current gen games. And uh, I think that's a big shame. Um, secondly, I'm a big single player fan, and uh, from what I've heard, I, I was certainly reading a lot of uh, reactions. 
the one player experience looks just pretty uninspiring to me um, looks quite kind of um, you know hammer the various buttons and, and you know your, your sort of classic light attack heavy attack um, maybe projectile uh, on the different face buttons and I just I feel like I've played that game so many times it just again hard to tell from a video but it really uh, didn't um, wow me at all um, and you know in contrast to, to Cyberpunk uh, in the same week it just uh, I think that was a bit unlucky so I feel um, still interested in how that game turns out I, I won't you know hopefully won't hold any preconceptions um, but it just hasn't jumped out and grabbed me yet apparently the um, multiplayer kind of live service element of the game is better and is more interesting um, and I'm curious to hear about that um, but again personally that tends to not really be my sort of bag I tend to play single player um, and what I was really looking for I think was that single player um, superior experience so if that's not coming from Avengers then uh, I think it will be certainly a, a discounted buy if uh, I get to it at all because as we've established I am years behind on my gaming uh, and you know if there's a reason to skip something like this then um, yeah I'm sure I will take that reason so um, yeah Cyberpunk is going on the uh, to buy list Avengers is a kind of wait and see so that about does it for this week. I'm gonna skip uh, what I'm playing because honestly the answer is pretty much nothing this past fortnight. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been shuffling around quite a lot and uh, had a lot on my plate to so, say. Um, I have been playing comfort games like uh, Forza Horizon 4, um, Pro Evo, uh, and um, yeah, some great indies like um, oh, my friend Predre. Yeah. I must say nothing uh, really worth talking about at the moment but um, you know just enjoying uh, those small short moments that I've managed to snatch between uh, life getting in the way um, and then next time we speak uh, it will be just before that big Xbox event so uh, I haven't decided quite what to do yet I might do a preview uh, that day or it's possible, and I'll put out a note if I do, it's possible I'll just push back to the following week because I definitely want to react to whatever Microsoft have in store for us with those demos and with those next-gen announcements. So if you keep an eye on the channel, uh, keep an eye on my Twitter, and I will let you know uh, what the plan is for next show. Uh, and speaking of Twitter, my name is Giles Nicholson. I am Giles Went West on Twitter, on Xbox Live, and on PlayStation Network, and I will speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Okay, cheers.